Hey, hey, we're your hosts. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Jonathan. And we believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give to yourself is the gift of wholeness through integrating all aspects of what it means to be human. And in this podcast, we're bringing you insight, information, and inspiration to move from a stressful to stress-free life. Your journey to becoming even healthier and happier starts right now. Welcome to Wellness Theory, the podcast. Okay, welcome, welcome everyone to today's show. Today, we want to introduce you to Anthony Nobly, who is a nutritionist, healer, and pastry chef. Great titles right there, all in one. So even though Anthony's original career path began as an IT professional for larger law firms, his lifelong passion around natural health and wellness won out, and he shifted gears to become a nutritionist. He further educated himself by going even deeper into the science and biology around epigenetics, lab interpretation, live blood analysis, nutrient support and physical training to really help transform the lives of the people he works with. So we're looking forward to this conversation, Anthony. So thank you so much for joining us. It's really good to have you on the show. You're welcome. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. We're yeah. very, very, very keen to have this conversation with you. We obviously had your beautiful wife on the show as well recently, um, but we really, really want to dive in and get to know you and the role that you play and all of the beautiful work you're doing in the world. So would it be okay for you to just jump straight in and give us a bit of a backstory, let our listeners know who you are? Sure, uh, absolutely. And she's she's the, she's the smart one of the two. She's <laughs> And I'm not just saying this because she's um, my wife, but she's one of the smartest people I've ever met. Um, so I'm glad to be part of the nurse team. But a little bit of um, my background, which which Jonathan, you kind of hit upon. Most of my career, I was in, I was in IT, which I, I loved and there's always a need for it. I mean, even at home, you know, we have IT issues at home. So there's always something yeah. to, to do. Uh, but I always had a, an appreciation and affinity for the for the human body and, and performance. Um, I played a lot of sports growing up, blah, 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 blah. So um, I kind of, uh, IT was awesome, but I was getting burnt out, I guess you can say. So I started, I, I started to be a certified personal trainer, which is, which, which is great. Um, it's a great background. I help our clients with it, but it's not really my, my true love. Um, I like working more on the nutrition side and some of the things you mentioned before with the physiology, the biochemistry. Lab interpretation is super amazing. It's really an, an art to understand how to do that. So um, in short, I went from IT to gym ownership, which was a huge investment in in resources, time. And, and I took on a partner at that time who had a lot of experience because I didn't have an experience with the with the uh, management stuff of it. Long story short, uh, didn't really work out. So sold off the, the gym and, and started working with, with Nourish. And at the time, uh, also went back to school to become a, a holistic nutritionist and then sat for the boards and board certified holistic nutritionist and started working with, with Kirsten. She started Nourish. Nourish. She started Nourish all by, all by herself. Uh, first, she was in the restaurant business and then started seeing clients and then just evolved into wellness. So I, I came on board and started working with with clients for, you know, just basic nutrition and supplementation and and nothing near what what I do now with the with the lab interpretation. I really didn't understand too much about the emotional, energetic, um, epigenetic, uh, even quantum mechanics side of things. And I'm still, you know, we still have a lot to learn. 
but but that I understand plays an enormous role in you know overall health and physiology and 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 everything. So um, as you mentioned, I went back to school, started uh, getting a lot more education on on the labs um, and identifying patterns that that mean things, which is really neat. And um, yeah, I just love meeting with 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 our clients and educate. I love to educate educating them on what everything means. Because we love our clients, we don't want to work with them for the rest of our lives. So I like to teach them, you know, at least in the future, if they get some blood work done, at least be able to, to, to get an idea of what's going on. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Hey. Great work. And there's so many different ways we can go oh, with this conversation right now. I definitely. Think. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing I'd like to kind of touch on is, I think just to let people know, what is a holistic nutritionist? um because i think the nutrition the word nutritionist obviously is thrown around a lot um <laughs> it's, it's everywhere um everyone's a nutritionist but what what why holistic nutrition yeah really really good question and you're 100 percent right a lot of these terms are used very loosely or interchangeably but you know the word holistic by definition means whole so what we do is we look at the body as a whole so in other words if someone um and i didn't hit upon this but we can come back around to that to this if someone has a um, an autoimmune disease, let's say called Hashimoto's, right? So it's an autoimmune of the thyroid. Eventually they work their way and they end up seeing an endocrinologist because the endocrinologist is the doctor of all the glands. But what, they, what the endocrinologist does is they look at just the body as glands. They don't look at the whole body. Um, you know, you go to a cardiologist, they look at you as the heart. You go to a nephrologist, they look at you as kidneys. So they look at, at the human being as individual parts rather than the mm -hmm. whole body. So holistic nutrition factors in the, in the entire body because it's all connected. Nice. And um, what is the, um, what's the biggest benefit of that? I mean, I think, you know, I would like to think that's an obvious answer, but I'd really love to kind of <laughs> hear it from you from your perspective. I appreciate it. I'd love to hear your, your answer too. But the benefit is... If you look at the, and, and no disrespect to the medical community, the, you know, doctors, they have a lot of education. They understand the, they understand the body and physiology and biochemistry. They, they, they spend a lot of time in school, uh, but what they're taught is to look at the body as a machine, not as, you know, a, a living, breathing, moving organism, look at the body as, as a machine. And if, you know, something is wrong with the thyroid, let's take that out. If something's wrong with the gallbladder, let's just remove the, the problem and not really look at root causes, like what's causing the problem and, and attack that. It's more addressing symptoms with pharmaceuticals usually and, and very rarely, if ever, anything emotionally. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and I, I, I love that way of thinking and comparing it to really the the medical world because that is the it's this the, the experience mm. we've had personally as well isn't it it's the experience a lot of our clients come to us with as well and it's it's just not hitting hitting the mark and it is important to have specialists it really is important to yes. have specialists but it's it's essential that we start looking at what is going on at the root of a lot of these problems that are coming up and that people are facing and remembering that we like you've said it's like we are whole beings everything is connected like we can't you know fix something over here on our right and think that it has nothing to do with what's happening over here on our left and everything in between exactly. like it just makes zero sense when we look at the world when we look at nature um perhaps let's not go 
too far into the energy <laughs> realm just yet but it's it's but it, everything's yeah. everything's related and i think yes. the more we can drive that home the the more perhaps people can start to see themselves as a whole being and i think that's where a lot of healing really starts to happen because we stop like agreed. rejecting parts of ourselves agreed agreed and what what i what i'm seeing at least here you know we have clients all over the world but the majority of our clients are within the states is over the years i'm seeing more and more people are more open to holistic yeah. healing and understanding that you know the, the really what what the medical community and, and as you mentioned is there's a need for it and there is a need for medication don't get me wrong um i, I but they're they're more open to holistic and they want to do things more more naturally you know where are they here in the states where uh conventional medicine ex excels is traumas you know if god forbid you know you you get in a car accident or you cut off a finger. I mean, right. we're, we're the best yeah. at that, but for, for healing, not so much. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like we, we take that same holistic approach when it comes to stress really. That's our big thing yeah. is right. We want to focus on stress from mental, emotional, physical, and obviously energetic point of view. Cause we are whole, we are energetic beings. We are connected by energy and it's important to know that there is no start or end to us as as human beings everything is like an integrated connected unit so it's not about okay your 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 problems start here and they're going to end here is okay well what you're facing could be from numerous things it could be from past traumas it could be from the food you're eating it could be from um the kind of physical exhaustion and burnout you're experiencing from again not sleeping and working too much it could be many aspects and facets of why you're experiencing what you're experiencing and healing comes down to, to energy and helping to heal that, that energetic body and that's through that holistic approach is tapping within is looking within is that that mind body connection is we're looking at looking after ourselves and um, when, when that means our mental health looking after our thoughts the quality of our thinking our emotional health of how we process emotions are we actually feeling or more likely yes. as society has taught us that we don't need to feel anymore we can just suppress everything and hold it in which leads to obviously more problems down the line and then again physical as well then you've got to got the poor, uh, poor training poor nutrition choices everything that we're, we're putting onto our body on our physical body will have, have an effect as well and it's it's all these little things that can happen that, that that start to compound but i think it's what's important from a holistic point of view is finding your starting point mm. for people because i think that's the biggest confusion for most people when they're looking to heal is right. i've got all these things going on where do i start mm -hmm. exactly and it's overwhelming, right? Yeah. Everything John literally just oh, yeah. said. Anybody listening yeah. to that, yeah, it's like, wow, yeah. it's easier for me to pretend this isn't happening, yeah. take my medication, yeah. or you know, distract yeah. myself exactly. and numb myself. Mm -hmm. So, where does somebody start yeah. in your eyes? So it's a good question. You know, Jonathan, you bring up uh, a, a memory. I don't know if you caught the smile there. there there's a movie. Um, I don't remember when it came out, but it's called Equilibrium, and it, mm -hmm. it's about. You, you familiar with yes, it? Yes, yeah, exactly I love what that. You're saying, you know, there, there was, uh, I guess, another world war. I forget the, this detail, but there's another world war, and 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 man, forgive me, uh, human species realized that we couldn't survive another one, so they come up with a drug to suppress all emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So exactly, exactly what you're saying. Cool, cool movie, um, but you're right. Some a lot of people, what we find is they compartmentalize their 
issues and just stick it in a box over here in their head and just and just forget about it. and then it festers and then it festers you know because 95 percent of our thoughts are subconscious right so there's it's going on up there and and what eventually happens you know and this is kind of the the i call it the woo woo but it's been proven by science what happens is that energy gets into your cells and at least with autoimmune disease you know, the very definition of autoimmune disease and even chronic illness. And, and I believe everything in the near future is going to be an autoimmune disease, everything. Uh, they just reclassified all heart disease as autoimmune disease, all three type diabetes is autoimmune. But anyway, that, that energy gets into the cells and now your immune system looks at those cells no different than it does a cell infected by a virus or bacteria and boom, it'll go after it. But to answer your question, so what... What we find our approach works for us, and uh, it wasn't always this way. This is this is going to be really interesting. This is what we found was a, a big missing piece. But what we find works for us and our clients, if they do the work, right? This is the important thing. Just like when you you know you, if you join a gym, doesn't mean you're going to get in shape unless you go. But what we found works for us is there's three areas that need to be addressed, not necessarily in this order. But one area is the nutrition, of course, right? And that, that, that again, is, is very broad. Mm. Um, but the nutrition, then we, we call it the science, which is, is looking at labs and be able to understand where there's deficiencies and sufficiencies, where there's um, organs, gland, gland or system dysfunction and, and, and attack that and, and, and uh, attack the root cause. And then the biggest part is what Kirsten called the soul, and that's the emotional traumas and stressors. And, you know, we all, we all have, them. I mean, let, let's, let's be real. You know, it could be a physical trauma. Uh, a big one, at least for our clients is childbirth. It's a really big, big trauma. Yeah. And then with autoimmune disease, ironically, there's three things that need to come together for autoimmune and chronic illness to, to surface. It's the genes, right? You're born with a gene from your parents or grandparents. Doesn't mean you're going to get that thing, but you have the genetic predisposition and then leaky gut and then some kind of trauma or trigger to get the ball rolling, whether it's physical, mental, emotional. So the um, the soul's a big part. Childbirth's a big trauma. A lot of our clients, when they were younger, you know, most of them are uh, dealt with some kind of, of uh, physical, emotional, sexual traumas, you know, and that stuff is it. And, you know, it's never let go. It's just kind of put in a box up and, and, and um, that's not, that's not ideal, but it's those three areas, the nutrition, the science and the soul, uh, which is just really inherently who you are as a person. A lot of our clients, when they come to us, their identity is completely lost. They don't know who they are anymore. You know, so we help them, we help them get that, that back. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. It's funny, we got into the topic of identity, didn't we, when mm. we were speaking to Kirsten um, on our other yeah. episode. Um, so we'll we'll put the link, by the way, to anybody who's listening to that episode as well into this show notes so you can kind of go, go and listen to the both and have a little binge. Um, but it was really, really powerful to open that conversation because it's I don't believe it's talked about enough. Mm. Um, and I think that adding that soul element and really, really exploring the energy in relation to the body is powerful and i think a very untapped area when it comes to working with someone um which is surprising given how many holistic 
coaches, therapists, nutritionists, healers there are out there. So could you shed a little bit more light on how the the energy is affecting the body and then the role that plays in the results that you're seeing with clients? Yeah, absolutely. Um, good, good question. So as, as both of you mentioned, you know, we're, we're energetic beings. I mean, technically we're, we're made of bio photons, but we're, we're light, mm. right? And everything, you know, this is where quantum uh, mechanics come in is, is everything is energy, information, frequency, and, and light essentially. Mm. And our bodies are no different. Um, what we're finding and as new research stuff comes out is, our, our, our bodies, uh, every part of our body, every cell in our body has electromagnetic magnetic frequencies, right? The earth is an electromagnetic frequency. And some people don't get that because, you know, with, with traditional medicine, if you can't see it, you don't believe it. Mm. That, that's why the energy part of it doesn't really, they don't get that or it's not taught or it doesn't, doesn't exist. But, you know, we have energy centers all over our body. Uh, when most people are in a fight or flight or sympathetic state, the, the energy is trapped in their first three energy center, centers, which are more survival centers. And then the other four centers are more creativity and healing. And that's where they get stuck. You know, they, they, their energy is stuck in their first three energy centers. So, you know, Kirsten's expertise and our other coaches' expertise, and, and I'm trying to trying to learn more about how, like how I know what happens, but Kirsten and the other coaches are, are, are much have much more expertise on how to help people get out of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but they work with people to, to help them shed that experience or yeah. or get the energy flowing through the other other energy centers. Yeah. One one of the common things that we've seen and, and personally I've experienced as well is is like you said, it's those survival energy centers, right? Mm -hmm. That that really I think cause well, they all can cause disruption of some kind, of course, yeah. but it's very common that people want to work on, you know, the heart energy center and, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the vision and, and all of these different different things, right? And it's actually survival ones that I believe can be the most disruptive because that's what mm -hmm. starts to send our, our systems into a bit of a spin. And especially when we're talking about that first energy center, when we're talking about mm -hmm. kind of um, safety and survival at the root, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. when that sounds like that obviously has an incredible impact on our nervous system, right? And it can put us into these shutdown modes or hyper arousal modes. So I'm curious to know from from your side, is it like do you see that as common in your own clients as well? And if so, like what is the um, what is the 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 physical repercussions that you see the most that perhaps our listeners could relate to and think, oh well, maybe that's something they need to explore. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, do we do we see that? Um, so just a little background. Typically, by the time a client finds us and starts working with us they've been through several doctors tens of thousands of dollars years and you know something to keep in mind is is this um when it is if someone's sick for you know 10 20 or more years uh if, if you're going to do something naturally you know when you when you finally find the right person that you that you believe is what you've been looking for it, you don't just overnight 
you're you're healed. You know, it's it's I use the example, it's, it's a freight train. So our clients are freight trains coming in. We put the brakes on, but the freight train doesn't just stop, it slows, you know, over time. Um, so by the time clients find us, they had lots of traumas and even the traumas of working with practitioners that didn't it didn't work out, you know, that that's a trauma too. Uh, for them, but by the time they they find us, they're in a a chronic um, fight or flight or or sympathetic mode, um, and the impacts are, are are horrible. You know the the impacts are uh, a body more designed to be in a chronic sustained fight or flight state, and mm -hmm. essentially what happens is the body's constantly creating stress hormones, you know, adrenaline, cortisol, epinephrine. Um, and that's okay in little bits, but to be in it all the time is is not okay. A lot of people don't think they're in a chronic state of, state of stress because they're in it. They don't have anything to compare it to. They're just in it all the time. They're like, oh, <laughs> that that was me. <laughs> yeah, but they are, they are you know? Uh, and, then, and then what happens over time, I mean, in, in short, here, here's, I mean, this is a really quick, overview of, of epigenetics but if you look at, at epigenetics so earlier i mentioned that for someone to have an autoimmune disease or chronic illness there's a there's a there's a genetic disposition but unless that the genes are signaled to express you know we we do have control if you will over whether our body's going to be in disease states or not because you know you look at a cell Every cell in the body, except for red blood cells, has a nucleus. Inside the nucleus are chromosomes, and chromosomes essentially are, are tightly wound strands of DNA, and little snippets of that are genes. So when, when we have experiences, those experiences create feelings and emotions. Those feelings and emotions create chemistry in the body that's going to make you feel exactly that way, right? So if you have a... Um, this is a, this is a long answer, so so forgive me. It's good. That's good. Sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. If if um if you have a thought, that thought's going to create a, a a chemistry in the body, so you, that chemistry makes you feel exactly the way you're thinking. Mm -hmm. Then you're feeling that way. You have more of those same thoughts. It produces more chemistry, which produces more feeling. So it's this loop. Whether and I don't like to use good or bad. But whether those thoughts are, you know, if you have scary thoughts, it's going to create chemistry in the body to make you feel scared. And then that chemistry is going to make you um, or feel scared. And that's going to create more thoughts. And this 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 vicious loop that we get in. And that that's why so many people, they're, they're just living in the past. You know, they wake up and they think about their, their problems and they're um, creating the chemistry and they don't change anything. And then their tomorrow is no different than than today. You know, and and their body doesn't heal, and 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 they don't see any changes. So a lot of it is a huge percentage of it is is what we're thinking or a perception of of what's going on. So um, when when we're chronically stressed, it's gonna it's gonna start to say experiences produce chemistry. Those chemistry it's the chemistry that signals genes. Mm -hmm. Right. And those genes, all they do is produce proteins. You know, they're mm -hmm. they're blueprints. They produce proteins and it's the proteins that determine health or disease. Mm -hmm. So there is we all have a gene in us to create uh, tumor suppressing proteins. So if we're having what I call energy draining thoughts, um, you know, anger, 
frustration, competition, uh, resentment. You know, resentment essentially is is when one person projects their expectations on someone else. That's that's resentment. Um, judgment is when someone projects their their uh, values on someone else. That's that judgment. So when we have these energy draining thoughts and feelings, it's going to produce corresponding chemistry and signal mm -hmm. signal genes. You know, genes we probably don't want to be signaled that are going to essentially uh, give us disease. You know, I'm sure you, you've heard this, um, two identical twins, same exact genes, right? Based on their environment and their lifestyle and their choices and some of the things, Jonathan, you mentioned earlier in this, mm -hmm. in this call, one of them turns out to be sick. The other one is very successful. Why is that? Because it's their decisions and environment mm -hmm. and nutrition. And it's, it's, that's what really determines um, health. So, you know, the, the point is where, even if you have a genetic disposition, doesn't mean you're a victim. You mm -hmm. do have control over whether genes ex express or not. And, and essentially being in a chronic sustained level of fight or flight or, or sympathetic is the technical uh, term for it. It's most likely gonna express conditions you don't want to happen. Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? How uh, it, or, it stress lives inside our body. That's where it doesn't necessarily. Yeah, it's right. not necessarily born there. I mean, it can be obviously when we look at things like traumas and you right. know certain defects. But the reality is, it's like we do have control. Like we have mm -hmm. some control, and mm -hmm. I think it's just so important, perhaps to to pay attention to this stuff before we get sick, right? This is one of the reasons why we do this podcast and why we do what we do, right? It's because we want to really be more proactive than reactive, but yes. it's it's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It is, and I think it's so important for people to start to realize like, exactly what you said is like, even if you have a genetic predisposition, I've heard it so many times, mm -hmm. oh, it runs in my family. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, just because it runs in your family doesn't mean it's gonna happen to you, but because your perception of what you've seen for your whole life has been, oh, every one of my family's got it, which means I'm going to get it, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And you get it and go, see, it's a genetic thing. Mm -hmm. But it's not. Exactly. Like, but again, you have that influence to shut those genes off and and, and switch on those genes for healing mm -hmm. um, and those cells for healing. And I think that's what people need to really start to grasp is you have, you've got, it, uh, you, you are the alchemist of, of your life. You have that inner pharmacy within yourself to heal yourself you can create and or heal disease within your system. Exactly. But it's again, it comes to the fact of the people you surround yourself with, your environment, mm -hmm. the thoughts you think, the, 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 the feelings, your emotions you, you you tap into and you allow in um, and the energy you allow into your to your field as well and what you put into your body, all these things have a have an effect on if you're putting your your inner environment in the right place to be able to heal itself. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's so, so important because I hear it so many times um, from, from clients, from people who spoken to for many of the last couple of decades is, oh, I'm eating so healthy, I'm training hard, but I feel like crap, my body hurts, I'm not mm -hmm. sleeping well, but I'm eating healthy and, I'm, sleep and, and I'm, I'm training regularly. Like what what's going on? And I think and I think that's the biggest thing is people need to stop putting, I think well, we need to stop putting nutrition and exercise only as the main right. thing as a pedestal mm -hmm. and start to realize that that is a that is a it's it's part of it but 
it's part of a bigger picture. Exactly. And exactly. I, one thing I'd love you to kind of um, tap into as well, and your experience, especially as a <clears throat> sorry, a holistic nutritionist, is when people do eat healthy or when well what they think is healthy, they're eating lots of vegetables, they're eating organic, fresh foods and meats but they feel like crap. They still feel, they can't, They feel like their energy's low, they can't sleep properly, but they've been eating healthy, quote unquote healthy for ages. What would you say to that person who comes to you saying, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, but nothing's working? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's you kind of, I like that chart by the way. Jared. Thank is you. That, <laughs> uh, is that supposed to be your lungs or is it just uh, energy? It's, or? it's the brain. Oh yeah, very cool. <laughs> yeah, very just, cool. yeah, it's a nice um, little colorful picture of the brain. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, I mean, hundred percent earlier, I said, when we first started working with clients, the emotion was very small, even if at all a part that, that we addressed. And then, you know, Kirsten just had such a natural knack for it. And that, that's really the area that, that she moved to. And, you know, when we work with clients, I'll, I'll be straight with you. We, we have them before we even agree to work with them. They, they need to be willing to do some things. They need to be willing to do the work. They need to be coachable. Um, you know, we, we, we want to make sure that it's the, it's the right fit because we know that working on the emotional side of things is huge. Yeah. I, I frankly, I'd rather someone do a decent job on the diet and exercise and a great job on yeah. the emotional, the emotional stuff. Yeah. We see, I mean, if you go to a website, you look at, watch any of our client interviews or client testimonials, they all did the emotional emotional work. Now, I'm not saying the thing I mentioned before, like being angry and, and um, you know, having those kind of what I call energy draining reactions is necessarily, you, you don't want to ever have that. I mean, it's part of the human experience. Mm. You know, it's just, we don't want to live there. We just yeah. want to be aware that we're triggered by this thing and 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 get past it. And, and, and get our body to spend, like we were designed, more time in uh, parasympathetic or rest and digest where things heal. Because you're right, even if you're eating right and you're exercising, but up here is all wrong, you're not really going to get the results you're looking for. And I like what you said earlier about you don't like using the term good or bad because we don't we we never use that because it's, there's no such thing as good or bad it's basically what serves you what doesn't what's yes. what's resourceful and um and what isn't and i think that is so key here is there is not like emotions are not good or bad inherently like mm -hmm. and it's just anger is not a bad emotion joy is not a good emotion it's just it, it just vibrates on a different energy energetic exactly. frequency and just makes you feel differently which has a different react chemical reaction in the body so I think if we can start to understand that whatever you're feeling is okay, but you know, like you said, not living there, not letting right. it become chronic. Like for me, anger was my chronic emotion. I it was like for over a decade I lived in anger um, to the point where I developed chronic pain. Um, I developed so many problems in my body. Every joint in my body was hurting. I destroyed every joint. Chronic pain in my back, and anger was a huge one that kept compounding that stress and keeping me in that sympathetic response all the time. Um, and it kept creating that chemical response. And it wasn't until I started to connect with that, obviously deal with those emotions, process those emotions to connect um, with that, that mind body connect with my breath more to calm down on my nervous system. When things started to shift and change, when anger, that anger started to release and I started to feel all that pain and that tension start to dissipate. Um, and it was 
again, it's all about, it was all about dealing with the emotions first is going back and dealing and processing all those suppressed and repressed emotions I've been holding on to that I didn't realize were there for, for 10, 20, 30 plus years. Um, and I think that's, and that's what we do as well. Then the same as what you do, like you said, is it's deal with the emotions, process them, you know, complete that cycle that you started so, so many years ago um, to let it and then let it all go. I think mm-hmm. some, something that I think is important for our listeners to, to hear there is we all live in an emotional home, mm-hmm. right? We all have a dominant emotional state and more often than not our dominant emotional state until we've started to do some of this deeper work is a lower vibrational frequency and we tend to then do the deeper work when we've had enough of that lower lower (laughs) frequency right when we're living in fear anger shame all of those kinds of emotions right and i think a lot of people have an expectation and i did in the very beginning of kind of personal personal development of well, this is, I'm feeling fear or I'm feeling um, anxiety, but I want to just feel joy, for example. And there's almost this illusion that we can just jump from one to the other. But actually, it's more like a ladder. It's more like we just have to climb. We have to upgrade our home, right? More often than not, when you're buying your first home you don't go out and buy like the biggest grandest home right most people are not fortunate enough to be able to suddenly do that you'll buy you'll probably rent somewhere then you'll get a a cheaper place and then maybe start to upgrade that home but we need to take that same approach when it comes to our emotions right because like you've said beautifully is that you know essentially our cells are modeling the input that we're bringing in and if you imagine yourselves like children modeling what the what they're being exposed to well actually would you really treat that child like that would you really expose your children or any child to to those kind of environments and situations in emotional homes i highly doubt it when we really Mm -hmm. get to the bottom of it but i think we can relate to how a child might react in those situations easier than what we can our own cells in our body <laughs> just because it's the way that we're conditioned right okay, so exactly. I, I would love to know if there's anything you'd add to that little analogy that I just <laughs> randomly created yeah, that, that was that was that was great um you actually uh sparked a thought so when we have emotions like anger and frustration and fear and anxiety 100% bodies vibrate at a lower frequency and then that makes us more matter than energy because matter any any mat, anything matter vibrates at a, at a very low frequency and then healing takes a real long time but when we have those those um, um, opposite thoughts if you will when we feel love and gratitude's the, my favorite because what's, what's interesting about gratitude is usually gratitude is felt after something is accomplished or achieved. So we can actually live in gratitude before the accomplishment and our body is going to create corresponding chemistry, right? If we mm-hmm. feel gratitude and we feel love, our body is going to create the corresponding chemistry and signaling the, 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 the genes that we mm-hmm. want to be expressed. But mm-hmm. when we have thoughts of gratitude and love and joy, um, and inspiration mm. then we we vibrate at a much higher frequency and then we become more energy than matter and that's mm. where healing really happens mm. but 
you know, it does go back to what we hit upon before with our energy centers. Most people, their their energy stuck in their survival mm -hmm. energy centers. And it's not, you know, it's stuck there. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the emotions that I'd add to, to the to the awesomeness that you just um, shared there is compassion. If we're stuck in those survival states, I think the the easy, well, not easy, because it's often like learning a whole new language yeah, right. when we're learning compassion for the first yes. time, if we're in those survival states. But it's definitely, I think, one of the most important emotions to learn to cultivate, and um, especially when we're in those survival states, because compassion breeds safety. Right. If our body feels safe, yes. immediately we create an environment that mm -hmm. can actually sustain healing in the first place, can't it? Yeah, well, actually, with, with, with feelings like that, we're signaling the genes ahead of the environment. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're not waiting for like an experience in our outer reality to, to happen to create, you know, uh, emotions and feelings where we're creating that experience ahead because the body doesn't care if it's a thought or if it's something that actually happens. It doesn't care. And the same thing with 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 stress as well. We can think ourselves into this whole um, chemical cascade of stress hormones. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be getting chased by the bear, the, you know, whatever example you use, the lion, the mm -hmm. saber-toothed tiger. It's thought alone that can trigger that same chemical response. Mm -hmm. But you're you're absolutely absolutely right. There, there, there is way, there are ways, proper English, to to trigger the you know our internal mm. chemistry um without waiting for an actual experience to to happen mm. yeah there is there is a question i want i want to keep this the question well there's next question on the subject of energy but now i want to bring it, the food into this as well and the reason yeah. why is because it's something that's um i realized well during my kind of decade of being angry and training crazy and eating we, we, crazy we, we, we dubbed those the whole keys. the whole keys, yeah <laughs> that was my nickname but um i realized i was under that belief system whereas obviously like fresh fruit and vegetables are good for you that's what makes you feel good and burgers and pizzas and all that feel make you feel right. crap and then every time i eat anything i'd feel that and i think okay the food's affecting me but then i started to come across other kind of research um kind of trying to challenge that thought process where it doesn't matter what you eat depends on the energetic vibration you're living in now mm -hmm. i started to kind of test this out by <laughs> kind of going into those, um, those to this. yeah i started to, to kind of coming eating in a state of gratitude and compassion oh, and those yeah, high yeah. vibrations and then oh. eating stuff like burgers beating see how that affects me um, and then vice versa of like eating so-called quite unquote healthy food, but from a lower vibration. Gotcha. Um, and I did find for me, it, it, I, find, I found it that effect is if I was eating so-called unhealthy food from a high vibration, I didn't feel that same digestive stress I used to feel. And vice versa, if I was eating so-called so healthy food under a more lower vibration thing, I'll start to experience more digestive stress. So I'd love to get your opinion on that connection <laughs> between energy and the, and the and the types of food you put into your body as well. That's so cool, man. I can't stop laughing because I, I love when we do like experiments on ourselves. That's mm. <laughs> <laughs> basically our life. Our, yeah. yeah, we can share our, our um, results with, with mm. people. So a, qu a, quick, a quick story, which you, you'll appreciate. So... Um, 
uh, I mentioned before that Kirsten used to own restaurants. Like when mm -hmm. we first started dating, you know, we mm -hmm. first started dating. She's like, guess what? I'm going to open up a restaurant, which is like a hundred hours a week. You know, I'm like, okay. <laughs> but anyway, her chef, uh, one Valentine's day, you know, they would do special menus and stuff for a certain holiday. So one Valentine's day, um, he's, he's in the, in the kitchen making like a special, whatever Kirsten's in her office. With, and she, she hears, she hears him singing Luther Vandross. So she comes out and it's like, what's going on? And and he's like, well, I'm putting love into the food, right? Because he's singing. So um, yeah, I totally can can see can see uh, why I had that result, Jonathan, because you know, within reason. Yeah. If you're eating good food, right? But but and that's why I said I'd love to hear this. I want I really do want to hear what your <laughs> definition of you know not eating healthy is. But yeah. if if you're eating something that is not really typical healthy for you mm -hmm. but you're in a good energy um your body's going to be in a, a, a parasympathetic mm -hmm. state you know when you're in parasympathetic or fight or flight one of the things that happens is muscle contraction right if you look at your 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 uh, digestive system even even every vein artery and capillary in your body is surrounded by a layer of muscle mm -hmm. so if you're in fight or flight, it's going to contract those muscles and 100% makes sense that there could be digestive issues regardless how clean you're eating. And we, we, we absolutely have clients that way. Most, most of our clients, by the time they start working with us, they, they're not eating at McDonald's or, or mm -hmm. Burger King or whatever. They, they have a clue with, with that, but they still have digestive issues because they're still living in, in fight or flight. So hundred percent makes sense. But Tell me real quick what what uh if you go off the rails what that looks like for you. <laughs> you don't, really um, don't anymore, people. but used to off well, the rails. Experiment. Your yeah, experiment. Like, yeah. So it's off the rails. Basically, would be like big pizza, um, it'd be obviously desserts, a cake, ice cream, popcorn, popcorn <laughs> crisps, um, chocolate, all that type of stuff. Um, so that That's would be. Awesome. Because, like I say, obviously, I don't, like, I don't believe there is such a thing as healthy or unhealthy food. It's just basically you've got right. nutritious and then you've got non-nutritious. So you've got food right. that's got nutrients in it and food yeah. that's pretty much zero nutrients. Mm -hmm. um, but I was just interested when I started to come across this science. I thought, mm, okay, that's an interesting concept because then it brings into again not only your energy but your perception of how you think about exactly. food. Uh, and then the funny thing is when I started talking to this back to certain people, they go, "So does that, does that mean I can live off burger and pizza as long mm -hmm. as I?" operate at a high frequency and that's it well you eat burger and pizza every day see how long you can sustain that frequent that, that high level frequency yes. for <laughs> so yes. it all, it's, like you said it, it it it's within certain obviously realms like if you're if you're eating predominantly resourceful nutritious food that works for you as an individual then if you're eating pizza or burger or whatever every now and again and you're operating mm -hmm. from that level of space your body's going to be able to use it and digest it but if you're living in that state and you're eating nothing but non-nutritious, low-nutrient foods for a prolonged period of time, it's only going to be so long you're going to keep those levels of joy and, and excitement and, and compassion before you start going, oh, my God, I feel like crap. It's like I just want to curl into a ball and not move anymore. So I think it's, it's definitely it's within reason, like you said, but also again, you've got a common sense as well will dictate yes. is – even though, yeah, your body can can use that food at a high at a high energetic level, but still is going to have a physiological chemical effect over a period of time if you keep eating that at that same level of low nutrient based foods.
Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I, I love this 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 part. Um, if if someone like you know, we all have bad days. Again, we're, we're mm -hmm. still human. So if someone has a bad day and they like screw it, I'm going to eat ice cream. As cool. as long as they just take that they accept that i made a decision i ate ice cream i really shouldn't have but i want to be fine with my decision and move on great but if they're guilty mm -hmm. and they're beating themselves yes. then that's not you know that's not ideal yeah exactly i think it's very underrated the impact of the, our state when we are eating even if we're eating healthy foods as well the state we're in when we consume not even just from an emotion standpoint just from a, a, a presence standpoint mm. and, and what state your body's actually in i remember when um I was kind of still working in kind of the the corporate wellness space and i was traveling across different countries a couple of countries like in a, in a week sometimes so it's constantly mm. on the go um and I would I was super guilty of eating on the go, like coming off the plane straight into a club, delivering training, eating at my desk while talking to people. It just if I'm full on. And I was in a good emotional state, but I was not present with what I was eating. I was not conscious about how I was breathing. And so by the end of a, a week like that, I'm I was zonked. I was like out and I'm like something's got to, got to give here and shifting my state and just having that different level of presence and and making sure my nervous system was actually capable <laughs> of yeah. consuming food at that time even though it was healthy food it, it's it's absolutely paramount i think that people take that away because there's a lot out there in the media and obviously that we, we all know to some level what's nutritious and what's non-nutritious but i don't know that it's widely known that our state actually really can affect everything else and even not necessarily even having digestive issues i didn't have any digestive issues i just felt my energy leak right. literally huge power leak living the life that way but the reality is life is fast-paced right life is busy people got responsibilities they've got busy jobs right. and they they need to sometimes recognize that once again, right. they, they have control, they have some choice, they can stand up and walk away from their desk to eat, mm -hmm. or to take a few breaths before they eat. What would you say to somebody who's perhaps listening to this that is living that kind of busy on the go lifestyle? What are the kind of the biggest return on investment practices maybe that they could um, adopt? Yeah, I really don't have much to add from what you, <laughs> what you said, but you're, you're right, it's it's all, we all have choices, right? We have, we, we have a choice to, you know, if, if, if someone really believes that if they step away for a few minutes and and eat something in, in quiet or, or in, a, in a better environment and that that that's going to make them so behind on their work whatever um you know i think they need to shift their their thinking you know a, a little bit with that and with with you it's it's great and have digestive issues but that doesn't mean the next person won't have digestive mm. issues yeah. you know we all we're all impacted you know differently uh, but yeah, I don't have much, much more to, to add, except it's just, it's all about, you know, we all have, have choices that, that we can make. Uh, and we, sometimes we need to just shift our, our thinking, our, our thought process and, and set boundaries. Mm. No, boundaries. Oh, mm. that's, that's a whole nother episode. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like topic of the month at the moment with clients. So I have to is say. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> 
Uh, definitely, your boundary touch mm-hmm. a big one. Uh, but if you, based on kind of what you do with clients, if if, if someone is listening to this and they said they wanted to kind of okay, that 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 one thing they could start doing today to help start their healing journey, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever it is, what would you what would you get them to do? What would you tell them? Say like one practical thing they could start doing today. You, I mean, usually what what we start with, uh, the easiest thing if people aren't already there that we start with, and we won't work with somebody if they're not willing to, to do this, it's a, it's a dietary thing if that's okay, yeah. is, um, and we can spend another hour on just this alone, <laughs> no, no, no gluten or no dairy, dairy meaning anything from an udder. Uh, I happen, and I'm not suggesting this is the way to go, but I happen to be completely 100% plant-based which means I don't eat anything from an animal with a face or a mother. I eat only plants. That works for some people, doesn't work for other people because we're all you know, unique individuals. Kirsten, on the other hand, she's all about all about the meat, but she she does eat lots of, of plants as well. But but um, well, Kirsten, because, and I didn't even touch upon this, the reason that, that we both went this direction mm-hmm. is she had two autoimmune diseases. And what we find is um, when somebody gets a autoimmune disease, if the root issue is not resolved, they get a second, a third, mm-hmm. or the immune system just goes after something else. So we we have an emotional attachment to this industry because Kirsten was ch- uh, struggled for so many years trying to figure the solution, the piece of the puzzle. but. But, uh, you know, when she's diagnosed celiac, which is autoimmune of the, right. of the gut, where the immune system goes after the VLI and microvilli, she, here, here's the advice, right? She's diagnosed from a doctor, don't eat gluten, see you later. That was it. Mm-hmm. And she's on her way. So, you know, that 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 and no dairy, and I can get into the to the um, details if you, if you want me to, but no gluten, no dairy ever. But we could talk about before someone has a bad day and they eat ice cream, just be good with it and move on and take enzymes and charcoal and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but those those are the two things that, that we at least recommend people start with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then then from there, there's so many emotional things, and that's really yeah. where Kirsten comes in. But that that's that's the direction mm-hmm. that we we point people in, mm-hmm. and and from there, if they're vegan, vegetarian, if they're paleo, AIP, we can work with them, um, and and respect their eating styles, uh, make suggestions along the way, but no gluten, no dairy, one hundred percent. Definitely, I yeah, I went I, I went for a long time of cutting all that out, uh, start healing, um, obviously healing my gut because I had a big aversion to dairy, wheat, and gluten. Uh, but now um, the only t- the dairy we eat is usually fermented. So it's like kefir yeah. or it's grass-fed beef or yeah. grass-fed butter or stuff like that, too, which is more organic, more natural, and it doesn't affect us in the right. way that, well, more kind of factory-farmed <laughs> style of dairy or meat, uh, meat, meat does with all the chemicals and hormones in, in injected into it, which is, again, another story for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So, Anthony, while yes. we're on the, uh, the the practical advice route, let's. Uh, I'd love to just because we've spoken about it so much. I know you kind of said this is more uh, Kirsten's bag, but emotionally, if somebody's listening to this, we've spoken about emotion a lot today. What would be again the first port of call that perhaps you would pay attention to with a new client that is perhaps struggling when it comes to finding that emotional regulation that's required for good health? 
Yeah, I, you know, Kirsten works with them too, and she does this. Our, our process is if, if if someone interested in working with us, then I spend a few minutes on the phone with them to see, and I promise I'm, I'm answering your question, <laughs> to see if or how we can help. And then if I feel we can, then, you know, it's just a quick call. Then Kirsten meets with them to spend a lot of time with them. And, and what she does is she, she takes a lot of information and what she, she, you know, she's pretty direct if you haven't figured that out. Some people can take that as rude, but there's a difference between being rude or direct. We should just straight with people. Um, we don't sugarcoat things. Time's the most valuable commodity. So we're just straight with people. But she, she finds out what their blocks are. This is what's blocking you from, from healing. You've been through, you know, lots of doctors, whatever, but here's, here's your blocks. Here's your, here's your, the, um, experiences, emotions, traumas that are, that are preventing you from, from moving forward. Um, and, and, uh, what I kind of hit upon before is, you know, a lot of them seem to be emotional, physical, sexual traumas, you know, parents were alcoholics or whatever. So, so she's, She's the one that that takes them through one of many, you know, we 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 offer people lots of tools. Here's your tool bag. Yeah. And it can be anything from frequency healing to tapping, uh, MDR, I forget the abbreviation for tapping. Um, there's many tools that she uses to to help people, but it's just, you know, identifying what their what their blocks are and and working with them over over time because again it just it's not an overnight thing to um you know so they can put you know put, just shed that particular emotion or feeling that's that's blocking them from healing yeah nice. time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's really important that you mention that because it sometimes does re require working with somebody else to actually highlight and uncover especially deep wounds and yes. deep rooted emotion and sometimes we're too close to our own stuff to be able to actually see it um but obviously i know as well for our listeners like and it was for me in the beginning as well it's like it's actually sometimes very hard to actually reach out if you are under a lot of emotional distress yes. especially if you can't articulate what it is you're experiencing so if right. there is anybody mm -hmm. listening to this that perhaps is feeling that way one of the first things i just recommend to, to start with is just try and identify what do you feeling like what is the emotion and like if you can't right. label the name of the emotion what is the sensation do you feel like right. heat in a certain area do you feel tingles it somewhere in your body like what what is it what what can you start to pinpoint because as that awareness starts to arise then you can start to communicate that to somebody with the expertise to be able to help you then really unroot it in a safe and healthy way and um, so i just wanted to throw that in there obviously for, for our listeners because i think um it's an important place place to start yeah. um i love that was you about to ask something before i no, no. <laughs> no, no. There's definitely many more ways we can take this conversation. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. I've, definitely, I think we'll have to get you on again. We can get you and Kirsten together. Yeah. Next time. Yeah, cool. Power yeah, couple. That'd be great. That. Really? Power, power couple. couple to power couple. We've had one couple so far on, on the show. It would be great to have. Like, we feel very aligned with because yeah. what we do, because we know you yourself and Kirsten do a 12 month program as well um a lot of we do, yeah there's a lot of synergy between um kind of what what we both do so it would definitely be great to get you both on together mm -hmm. the next time and go even deeper but before we kind of wrap everything up in 
um, and obviously let people know where they can find you. Is there anything else that you feel our listeners need to hear from you? Any like last words of wisdom, anything you want to share before we finish up? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the answer is out there um, for for everyone. You know, with, with our clients, we need them to surrender to, to the process, of course. What we do has to be in alignment with their beliefs and 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 feelings and, and emotions as well. But, you know, we can be the best, absolute best practitioner in the mm-hmm. world. But if, if you don't feel good with our process, it's not mm-hmm. going to work for you. So, uh, but I believe the answers are out there, you know, may not, may not be us, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you do connect with someone that, that you feel good alignment with, then just surrender to the, to the process. Mm-hmm. Surrender. Nice. That's another that. big that topic, word. isn't yeah. it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right, Anthony, thank you so much for your time and your expertise today. Um, No doubt our listeners will love this conversation. We have. um, And we always learn from this conversation as well. We're so grateful to be able to connect with people like yourself, like Kirsten as well, um, and to hear all the good work that you're doing in the world and the lives that you're changing as a result of it. So thank you so much. Um, Where can our listeners find you? Sure, I, I appreciate all that. Um, we you can go to our website. It's it's nourish one two three the numbers nourish one two three dot com, um, and there's lots of information. I mentioned before, there's lots of client interviews. Uh, you know, check it out. We just redid our website. It came out came out phenomenal, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity that we exactly you, you're you're like us just. The other side of the the other side of the world, and it would be it would be really awesome to have uh, the four of us mm. in the near future on a on a on a show. That'd be awesome. Absolutely, we'll set it up. You will set it we'll up set definitely, it up. Yeah. and we put obviously all your links that are in the show notes as well. And anyone listening, put Kirsten's link in there, so you can also listen to the other half of this power couple as well um, before we get them on together. That's it, <laughs> exactly. Cool. Very cool. And then I gave you that that nine activator report um if you want to share that that also and uh yeah i'm excited to be here looking forward to been looking forward to this and really appreciate the opportunity Harrison, thank you so much it's been great to have you on it's been great speaking with you and uh, yeah um i really love today's conversation so thank you so much (laughs) yeah my pleasure (laughs) if you enjoyed this episode and you haven't done so already hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode then share it with a friend who you think might benefit spread the word that's how we're going to impact the world by helping each other we appreciate you so much and as always unconditional love and wellness to you